I wish they wouldn't. No, we're not actually live. Don't worry, you're good. I wish we wouldn't have a countdown. Honestly, I think every all of my favorite podcasts, I just start recording mid-conversation. One, because it's funny just to like walk in on a conversation. And two, people don't freak out because like, oh, fuck, it started. So um, anyways, I thought you were drinking Mountain Dew. Um, no. No. Sprite, you know, going, going hard. <laughs> you, do, you do like Mountain Dew, though. I mean, you did ask me to go get you two liters of it. Yeah, and I didn't even drink it. I know. It's because I bought... All they had was big bottles. I was like, what am I going to do with this? I don't think we have cups. But anyways, uh, how are you doing? We're back from Atlanta. What have you been up to? Work. Yeah. I've been working in the shop, working on customer cars, you know, trying to spend some time with my my boy. And I was just putting a swing set up just a minute ago. Nice. So just trying to work everything in and... uh, yeah, now we've made it to this podcast that we've been trying to do for a couple weeks now. I've just been bugging you. I mean, uh, one, selfishly, your your hype train is going up, so I want to make sure that like I'm I'm catching that part way as as it goes. Um, two, I you I mean I think you did maximum driftcast once, didn't you? Or did you do it twice? No, I did it once, but honestly, I don't think I did very good during it. But I think I, yeah. Uh, the, actually it wasn't good because after the podcast I did horrible and got knocked out in 32 uh, and did not win the championship. That's fair. I mean, if you go on and say you're going to win the championship, I mean, I mean all the power too. That's like immediately like, Oh shit. That's some, some, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. That is for sure. No, no, for sure. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. Well, maximum drip cast was like the night before, the last event. Oh, was it? And I was leading the championship. So, oh, um, that was for uh, for Pro oh, Two. Yeah. yeah, I got like the bad end of the deal of like we had the draw and I got a top thirty-two. But there was like three or four drivers that got a top thirty-two battle, and I was one of them. And just because I got knocked out in that battle, I lost the championship. So uh, if I would have just gotten a buy run like the other twelve or thirteen drivers, then I would have won the championship. Oh, uh, that sucks. I didn't know that. So. Yeah, it's uh ah, whatever. I mean, you made it to the show now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, quick, give me like the quick two minute version of like how you got into drifting, because that that's actually something you and I've never talked about, and I'm actually not sure of. There is no two minute version of this, but I mean, <laughs> uh, just back in high school, uh, you know, I was skateboarding a lot. Had a good buddy that was. Uh, he, we hung out every day and um we all he finally got his license and he got a car and it was actually a front wheel drive car uh, car and he was like watching youtube videos of like putting the mcdonald's trays on the back and then like ripping the e-brake yeah. and stuff um and then his dad ended up getting him uh an rx7 fc rx7 and like the first night he got it uh we took it out and I got busted with my intermediate license doing a donuts in it and stuff. Seriously? And yeah, and it was by like a state park. So like he was just trying to be hardcore and, you know, like take his job way too serious because he probably didn't get to do anything much and definitely wrote me a ticket and stuff and I had to go to court over it. Um, but once he got that car, then I got a 240 in high school and it like just snowballed from there and just we were drifting and like just having fun, not necessarily like competitive or anything. Yeah just going out on the streets and parking lots and stuff like that and drifting a lot of snow drifting and stuff too in the winter. Do you, do you guys get much snow in Kentucky in the winter? 
no. So you're just like drive no, up north, it, or just like it's, every it's, once in a while when it did, you're no, like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's random here. Like we got like a few years in a row where we got you know quite a bit of snow, and then there was like a few years where we didn't get any snow. So uh, it's like hit or miss here. Ah, uh, well, I like snow too much because I guess that means I'm not moving to Kentucky anytime soon. No, you, you shouldn't like snow. No, why? Snow's great. I love snow. I'm from Canada. Come yeah. on, man. I have to love snow. Even if... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then when did you when did you build the G? Like, that was... Oh, geez. Uh, I built the G my first, for my first year of Prospect. Or Pro 2. Pro 2. Okay. So, like, I had... Uh, I've had like a bunch of cars. Like I wasn't drifting comp- you know, like competitively for a while. Yeah, I was like going back and forth, like uh, drag racing, autocross, um, just street stuff. And then uh, one year I had a, like, I decided I was going to compete uh, like state of drift, which was a Tennessee drifting thing. And I got a couple of podiums there. And then um, after that, which was with my 350Z, which my 350Z is probably where I'm most well known from. Uh, cause it got like the cover of 1320 video and stuff when I was street racing it, it had a parachute and stuff. Right. Okay. I have seen that video. I forgot about yeah, that. So <laughs> that, that same year, um, that car, uh, I earned my pro two license with that car whenever I was street racing it the same year. <laughs> so, um, and like I did, so that, that was uh, 2017. <laughs> um, we did, you know, Midwest drift union. Yeah. And honestly, still to this day, I think that series like set you up the best um, to go into Pro Two. Look how many because it was four rounds. Yeah. You traveled a lot, and yeah, and like you're about to say, like there were several dudes oh. that made the jump, and we all did well. Yeah, dude, it was it was anybody anybody who was associated with Midwest Drift Union. I know there was some weird like end to it with some drama and shit, but either way, I mean, everybody that came out of that and did well. Everybody who came out of it that did well in MDU did well in drifting, period. Um, the, yeah. the travel thing is, is I mean, anybody who listens to podcasts regularly already knows what, what the fuck I'm going to say. My biggest issue with shootouts is that there's no travel. And and, and honestly, I may, and you may agree with me on this, the hardest part about competitive drifting is logistics and moving shit around. Like people and fucking hotels and the rig and like teams and shit like that that is the most expensive and that is the most difficult part of the, the whole thing. And then obviously wrecking. I mean, that, that costs more, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I guess I look at things differently. Like I don't even pay attention too much to the logistics side of things, <laughs> because if I did, like, there's probably no way I would even be drifting. Um, like if I really added up, like how much it's going to take to run a season, like, I mean, there's no way I, I would be, I wouldn't be able to sit there and be like, all right, cool. I got it covered. So yeah. I don't even, I, I don't know. I, the shootout stuff is cool in a way, um, especially if you're trying to make the jump quick, but I don't think it properly sets you up for like, you know, having to go to different tracks and adapting to the track with only a few practice laps and stuff like that. Because in pro two or pro, like if you're not like comfortable on the track within a few laps, then you're probably going to get left behind, you know, throughout the weekend. Yeah. Cause what did, how many practice laps did you do before qualifying? Like four um, well, when I ran pro two, I didn't have any tires or money. So, um, we did five to six practice laps because of tires and then, yeah. um, and then went into, you know, competition from there. I was, I meant more like th- this past week in Atlanta, like I'm trying to think back, oh, like Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I tried to do a lot of laps actually. We didn't have any car issues or anything. So, yeah. um, 
I think it was back to back in line just sitting in line at Atlanta. You got to wait for all the drivers to get back up the hill, so it took forever. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe only like eight practice laps or something like that. Actually, yeah, and that was trying. <laughs> Because it's, yeah, the, the lineup is nuts. Like, I mean, you make a good point, though, that, you know, learning to adapt is is probably the thing, I guess, that a shootout doesn't set you up for. Because there's guys out there who, like, learn one track at their local thing, which then gets them prepped for a shootout where they learn another track. Which, I mean, if you look at clutch kickers, there's no way those guys are getting fucking a ton of practice time. There's there's no yeah. way. There's, there's, like, 90 cars that showed up or something. Um but yeah, either way, like, I don't know. I, I just, I wish there was more leagues out there to, to help people make that jump. Like that's, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. I though. don't know. I think now is like the times are changing now though. Like in all honesty, like drivers are coming up, you know, spending one year and drifting and then they're able to go to pro two and some of them are doing well, you know? So yeah. like before everyone was like competing at a bunch of, they were doing a bunch of events and all, you know, taking the steps that it took to be a pro two driver. Now the steps are do event, go to pro two, basically. I mean, I, it, it's not exactly like that, but yeah. in some cases it kind of actually is, you know, why do you, why do you think that is? Is it like the information is out there or like car setup uh, is out there now? Like you can, you can literally I just think, jump on a forum and build it, build an S 13 perfectly. Yeah. I think the information's out there um and also also like just the certain people getting interested in the sport like mm. you know some people that already have money um those are the dudes you know that are going in right off the bat building crazy cars and you know because you know you can't just hop into drifting gang a bunch of sponsors to build your car yeah so <laughs> it, you know some of these dudes already have the money and are just paying whatever they gotta pay to get their car built and then get on track and then you know do whatever the, the steps are for now to get in which honestly is just a shootout and then they try to get in the pro two, but honestly now that, you know, FD is having to make all these stipulations, um, you know, like with the petition and trying to get in and uh, there, now there's, you know, steps to be in the FD. I think, I think things are going to change a lot more now because now they can only accept so many new drivers every year. Yeah. And, you know, the dudes that don't do that well, you know, in the previous year, they get bumped out. So, you know, even if you earn your spot, you're not guaranteed no more, you know, like before, we didn't have enough drivers to even fill a 32. And then now it seems like there's like 60 or 70 prospect guys trying to get in now. So it's like something has definitely changed um, along that, you know, people are finding money somewhere and they're showing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we, I used to like playing the game of like going around the FD paddock and just being like, okay, where did that person's money come from? Right. Cause some of it's like, Oh, yeah. they have good sponsorship relations. Some of them it's like, Oh, it's family money. Um, some of them it's like, Oh, they own a shop. And this is a write-off of the shop, right? Because, I mean, th there's a lot of different ways that, that you can afford it or not afford it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, the, I, I do think the, the coolest part about working with you in particular is, like, is the fact that you have no qualms about, about not having money to do this. Like, the financials of drifting are so wrapped up in, in shit where people just don't want to talk about it. And it's like, I think we're doing everybody a disservice by trying to hide that information for people. Cause there's a lot of pro two guys or pro spec guys or whatever that come in thinking, Oh, it's only going to cost me, you know, $10,000 to do a season. That's like, like, 
No, I mean you might be able to. I don't know. I was going to say you might be able to do a, a season of prospect on ten grand. I'm sure you're going to tell me that you have. No, you can. You can definitely do prospect on ten grand. But like, I don't know. Does that once again? Does that? I mean, I don't know. You know when. I mean, you can do, like hold up. You can do logistics and um, stuff maybe on Tinker. Actually, maybe now it's changed a little bit yeah. because the tires cost so much. Like, I think they're having to pay like 120, 125 a tire now. Yeah. So that right there is probably going to eat up a lot of costs. And I'm not sure how many tires some of those dudes really want to go through. Like, ideal, you want to get at least 10 practice laps. So it's probably 10 tires. Um, for me back then, like, I mean, bare minimum or bare, like the maximum I think I ever did was like six laps in practice. And uh, and sometimes in my first couple of years, it showed like it wasn't good thing to be doing it, but at least I was there and making it happen. And we were just doing whatever we could to make it happen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, if I had way more tires, you know, then it w- you could have got a lot more practice time, not worry about stuff. I mean, there was a couple of times we ran out of tires in competition and was borrowing from other people, you know, yeah. so, um, but, and which is honestly kind of sad and you really shouldn't be doing it, but at the point at that point you know like i was doing whatever i could to to make it happen so well i mean i think every guy i, I mean a lot of the ogs have those stories chris forsberg's got that kind of story uh ryan turek von Gitten, they all have stories like that when they made the jump to drifting where it's like i i want to say it was chris forsberg who said like i actually had no way of getting home um I could be I could be wrong if if I am please someone let me know but there was one of the drivers there was an interview where they're talking about like oh I just drove out I drove from wherever all the way to LA and realized like oh I may not actually have money to get back so yeah. I mean yeah it's, it sounds like so now yeah I know <laughs> it, it, it sucks but like there is something to be said about that like learning that attrition of like figuring that shit out right like it's yeah. not that money just appears, but like desperate times, you'll do shit. You'll you'll make extra phone calls. You'll hit up people. Like you'll do whatever you have to do, right? If you have money, you're not just gonna like call a sponsor and be like, "Look at, hey, this is where we're at," right? You know, I need this part yeah. to continue, and I don't have the funds to to, to get it. Um, whereas if you have the money, you'll just buy it. So exactly, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you realistically like? I don't know if you want to talk about, it, but what do you think? a full season of pro is like as cheap as, as possible, realistically. Ooh, I don't know. Um, Cause right now we're doing it pretty cheap. So um, <laughs> this year will probably be honestly, this year will probably be one of the cheapest years I've done it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think exactly. I mean, you know, right off the bat, you got like 75, about $7,800 that you got to spend for the season um so that right there is a lot of money yeah um compared to like prospect um and then traveling costs and all that stuff i'm really not sure i'm kind of curious to add it up as well but like for atlanta we spent for my portion of the fuel on the rig was probably 600 bucks or something like that um and that was split between me and simon um and then if you take in your hard car and all that stuff, probably two grand. Well, it comes out to like what, like a thousand dollars around for your crew and you. Yeah. Um. So let's see. So what? That's sixteen hundred plus tires. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So probably around three thousand dollars ish. Thirty 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 five hundred around on that one. 
which isn't that far. So that, that Atlanta is kind of close for us. So yeah, really that one's kind of a cheap round, you know? <laughs> 30, $3,500 is uh, not that bad. I don't think. And that's covering, you know, what a couple hundred bucks for food. We slept at the track in the trailer, so that didn't cost anything, but some diesel fuel. So um, like realistically we're $30,000 approximately. Yeah. The goals would probably be around 25 yeah. to 30 max, you know? I think last year it was probably a little under 30. Um, you know, and a lot of other guys, you know, they ask you, ask, you know, like, what's your budget, you know? And like, I'm like, dude, I'm really on a budget. And they're like, oh, what? So like 50, $50,000, $80,000. I'm like, yeah, not even close. Yeah. You know, and they're like, what? And honestly, I mean, it's just from like having a crew that's willing to work for free. Um, obviously, I want to pay them. But at the same time, like, they are under their own, you know, will to come. And they know that I don't. <laughs> I'm not able to pay them at the moment. Without forcing um, them. <laughs> so there's like all these, yeah, there's like all these like little things, you know. So I'm thankful for to have those dudes that are my friend. You know, they're my friends. Yeah. We've been doing it. All of us have been doing it since the beginning. Um, so that's a lot of stuff to take into account. Like obviously, those dudes, you know, need to be re- you know reinstated for what they've been spending, taking time off work. Um, so honestly, just thankful to have that. But that's stuff that, you know, looking to, you know, ideal would be cool to like give those dudes like 500 a week, you know, or 500 every time they come. Yeah. So that's like another $2,000 for your crew. So that's like over half of what I already spent, you know, just that for that one round. Um, so ideally I think, you know, five, $6,000 would be something reasonable to spend on the weekend. If you're not, you know, breaking everything. Yeah. And that's, and also like, and that's with me having to pay for some, you know, I have to pay for tires. Everyone thinks that I'm getting tires for free, but I don't even know what tire I'm running for the whole year. Um, you know, like it's just round by round. I'm finding out what tires I'm going to be able to run. Um, thankfully Mike's been cool at GT radio and been helping out and getting us tires each round so far, but it's just a, a by round thing, you know, uh, obviously tires are big, um, restriction right now. People get, you know, to get them, sell them, anything, you know, just in general super yeah yeah it's just it's a big issue right now so um you know a lot of people that you know if they're listening and wanting to come into fd like they better go ahead and lock in their tire deal five years before they even get in so we're still struggling on just that aspect of things which is obviously a huge uh huge part of the program yeah i mean it I mean, it kind of goes back to shit that i've i've said before where it's like look at build relationships with brands now if that means you know, it's like, oh, I got to get sponsored. I got to get sponsored. And it's like, look, at, if you if you really want to make a run at this, start like in pro, like before even prospect, just like whatever driving, start buying the tire that you'd like to be sponsored for in pro and at least build a relationship. Yeah, it's going to cost you some money now. But when you can burn off a set of tires in 65 seconds, it's going to cost you way more down the road. Like yeah. so many guys are like, oh, if, yeah, sure. if they're not going to sponsor me, like, oh, I'm going to buy the the absolute cheapest or whatever. And it's like, look, man, if you're serious about this, you know, learn a tire. The tire is the thing that almost the entire car setup can be determined by. Like, I, I, I mean, For sure. so it's like, if you're going to build a chassis, build it almost around the tire you want to run. Like realistically. Well, that was like, I honestly like saying that. So like everyone you said that was on Achilles yeah, and that everyone that had to leave Achilles that had to go to another tire, like everyone was talking about like how bad their car was yeah. after that, because like Achilles was so Those... good that it was like a band, it was a band aid for everything else. Like yeah. 
all you had to do was throw the tires on and your car worked. Yeah, like those, fast, those one, know? two, threes so were nuts. Have to, like, do chassis setup. Yeah, so it sucks that like that tire's gone, but yeah. Obviously, uh there's some other tires now that are they're stepping up and being a super competitive tire. Yeah. I mean the, the GT radials definitely seem faster. What's been interesting is watching the Federals and the three oh fives, like like speaking with a couple of drivers on it, like they're like, Oh, this is a big improvement over over what they're running before. Yeah. So absolutely. It's it's interesting to see. I mean, I, I just I want more brands to I obviously I want more brands in the series. I mean we have a fair bit, but well I think um it's gonna have to be come to a point where they're gonna have to have more brands or there's gonna be a very big problem because this year, I mean, drivers are stretched thin on just Yeah. A lot of dudes don't have tire deals. I mean, there's like ten to ten to thirteen dudes that don't have a tire deal. Yeah. Um just kinda they're just kinda going by the, you know flow you know so uh they i think there's got to be something to be there has to be something to be done about it uh adding a couple companies or something i don't know whatever it is it's got to be done now i believe would you would you prefer a spec tire like if they came if, if no now you, you like having the different brands i mean yeah I, like i don't i don't know dude i don't want ft to be spec like yeah prospect cool but the, i don't want it to be pro spec one or something like okay. i don't ever want it to be like that because I, I think it's cool to see that other tires can make it like there's other dudes there's competitive dudes on different tires yeah and um and it works and the car setups are different everyone's driving cells different um power plants I, I think all that stuff is cool and it's um good to see that you know every, there's still you still don't know who's gonna win like it's not like osbo just the most dominant dude on the field even though he might was in Atlanta. His car was super fast, <laughs> so but, quick. Uh, you know, I think there's other people. You know, it's still other people are capable of, you know, having something like that. Yeah, I, I agree, and and it's kind of cool too when like companies will come in and disrupt things, and like a new tire comes in, and you're like, oh shit, and then just you know everything kind of changes. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, that that's probably the best part about drifting is that you have so many different variables, yet the like the driving is still so fucking tight, like. Yeah. different wheelbases tire suspension chassis engines everything everything is different between each car even if you build two cars almost identical they're they're still completely different it's um i mean yeah, it's I something think, that makes it exciting i think we have like uh there's what four or five e46s and yeah. one's bmw power plant the others uh have ls's but a couple are blowers one's on nitrous i'm on turbo yeah um uh, you know I'm one wise, uh, you know, like ever everybody's uh got their own preference, you know, there's other dudes on different suspensions. So like everything's different. We may have the same car, but they really don't look the same either. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think, and that was also something that I didn't like doing is building a car that everyone had, but at the time, you know, like in my situation, I just want to win. And, um, obviously budget matters. And I don't want to build something crazy and exotic that's not going to compete well because at that point, you know, I think there's like a couple of different things you can do in FD. You can either come in, build a car that's competitive and win, or you can try to pick a crazy like exotic and then um, just be okay with the progress that you make with that chassis to make it as good as it can be throughout the years. But since it's an exotic, it gains a ton of fans, followers um, and stuff like that. So I think you can go a couple different ways about it. Um, I think Papadakis and them are kind of a different 
thing, you know, they build new cars they all build. the time, and then they're all, then they're competitive right off the bat. Yeah. They're not exotics, though. No. Um, they're also very close and very similar to what they've built in the past. So they, it's not like they're stepping way out. Yeah. But um, they, it is kind of cool to see that they can build a new car all the time and, and then pick, take it to the box usually within a couple of rounds. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Like, I mean, obviously he has a pretty winning formula when it comes to general engine build, you know, general transmission, rear ends. Because he doesn't, if I remember, I don't know if he's changed this, but I know for a while he wasn't running like a winner's. He was like, oh, I'll just drop the diff in, put a whole new diff in. Like, it's not like I need to yeah, change gears that they quickly. Running, they're running winners, though, now. Are they? Okay. I remember for the longest time, he yeah, used, like, super, sure. uh, super rear ends or something. They ran, yeah, they ran super rear ends until, well, I think maybe just until they got the new car built. The, the new, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, I personally, like, coming from the marketing brain, I love the idea of a cool car that you can market well and, like, potentially get more following get more money that way like less competitive but drive for cheaper like i mean that's where my brain goes but what's what's cool is like you have you have found a way to to still use a standardized setup now with the bmw and the ls but with like with the two-step it's not even two-step it's just rev limiter isn't it like with the the pops and bangs like it's definitive who you are you stand out because of that that thing right which is yeah, exactly. Like his fucking, I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. Right. Like, I mean, a great example is like when I used to just go film random drift days, I would sort everything out by the cars, right? Like at the end of the weekend, I'd sort everything by each car and sure shit, there was always the biggest folder and it was black BMW. And it was like, listen, like guys, if you want photographers to, to shoot you, if you want people to notice you in general, just have something that's even different. If you had a black BMW with a giant fucking white stripe on it, you immediately look different than every other black BMW. And sometimes that's all you need. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's shit like that, that, I mean, in my brain, it's, it's easy. It's like, no, just make sure that you're always doing something different. But I think for a lot of drivers, they don't, sure. they don't necessarily think that way, but yes. Yeah. That's, that's also kind of like why I picked the, like the body kit I have on the car now. Um, there was already a few other E46s in the series that was running the, uh, man, I forgot the name of it. Um, but it's out West. It's a company that makes all the kits that Dylan Hughes. And, oh, Travis um, run? That's a, tra- uh, I think Travis just switched to like maybe a couple parts of it. Okay. Um, but not the full kit or something like that. Um, so they already, those guys are already running those fenders and stuff. So I was like, well, it looks really good. And, uh, but it's just not what I want. I don't want to look like all the other E46s. Yeah. So, um, and I also always liked, uh, Alex Hillebrand's car. So I found out who made the same kit from that. I think Rome actually gave me the information and, uh, I bought this stuff or got this contact with the guy that used to make their parts for RTS Okay, and, uh, got that kit. So, um, and I like that kit a lot. So, um, just been running it. It changes it up a little bit compared to the other cars. Yeah, and and plus, I mean, the color scheme has always kind of been generally the same, like, but but different every year, which yeah, is cool. It's always always got to be orange. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good. Like the the orange and green's good. It's it's bright. I mean, um, everybody knows who you are based on either just a quick flash or the sound. I mean, that's always my favorite when you're warming up tires, because like that's when I know I need to pay attention. Cause like you'll, you'll almost <laughs> always right before you go to the line, will pop off a couple and then I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. First is up. And then I, <laughs> I know I have to start, I just start paying attention again. Um, 
that's what uh, me and my swatter would do just in, just in case is that just our thing is I just pop off the limiter real quick so he knows that I'm pulling up to the line if it's a track you can't see it. Yeah, I mean, it's tough in Atlanta, obviously, um, and Long Beach is... Uh, I guess I, Long Beach. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't remember if... I, I never went up to the spotter stand in Long Beach to see if you could see, but, I mean... Uh, you can't. You can't see shit in that place in general. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of Long Beach... We, we should we should address the crash. Um, we don't have to, we have to get into all that shit. What I'm more curious about is like what all needed to be done afterwards. Like obviously you took it to a frame uh, rack, but yeah. So basically, as soon as we got the car back, we put it on the lift. Um, at first, I like at the first glance when it was at the truck, I was like, oh, the damage isn't that bad. It's going to be an easy fix. Just a little pull on the strut tire, we're done. And essentially, that's what it was, but. Um, the car still kind of damaged quite a bit. Um, it really did hurt it a lot. Um, the firewalls, you know, tweaked a little bit. Um, it, it just, it pushed a lot of the metal in. Um, but thankfully just a local dude here, um, that's kind of helped me in the past, uh, auto art. Um, they, t I took the car over there. They put it on the frame machine, pulled the strut tire out a little bit. Also, we had to pull the uh, exhaust manifold off and, um expand the one of the runners back out because it got smashed um which i i have replacement manifolds but uh don't want to replace them just yet because i got to modify them um just the way i built my turbo kit yeah and uh, it's just not as easy as just bolting one manifold on and putting another one on so but um so in the new headlight new fender rewrap the fender uh, all the suspension, the wise fab, the cool lower, brake line, brake rotor, hub, knuckle, just literally everything on the passenger front had to be replaced. Um, so, yeah, it kind of – and then also, like, you know, I run a loan shop now, and it's not – you know, it's not like everyone thinks it is. You get to work on your own stuff all the time. So, basically, I didn't even touch the car for a week or two just – um or to even touch it because for one i broke my foot so i had to take a whole week of work off because i couldn't walk and then the second week i was starting to get a little bit better um was having to go in the shop to work on some customer stuff and then um you know got to my car when i could and basically it got finished up like last minute as always didn't get to test it no more so still haven't gotten to driven, drive the car very much at all which kind of sucks but um, and it shows, obviously, there's still a lot of, I got to get comfortable in the car, uh, still, I feel like, and, uh, there's a lot more room for improvement with me behind this, uh, in this chassis. So, yeah, I mean, it, it goes with any new chassis, like as, as much as it's easy to say like, oh, it's just a BMW, just do this and that, and you're good to go. It's like, well, well no. And you came from driving a longer chassis, um, you know, with very different weight distribution. So, uh, obviously this is, you know, you take kind of two years of figuring out a chassis and then throw it in the garbage, right? I mean, longer than that, three, yeah. three years, four years. Yeah, I use four years. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, do you imagine, yeah, four years, it's like four wear, four years wearing the same pair of shoes and then just one day getting this, a different pair of shoes. It's like, well, no, it, it feels different. Like, everything about it's different. Yeah, that car was not good for a pro. Um, that thing was, like, at its very last uh, to have every bit of grip um everything thrown at it to make it work and yeah obviously we kind of got it to work a little bit at the end but it wasn't there it was just really heavy yeah i, I mean you, I, you definitely made the right call 
the G was cool, but like, like you said, you have two options. Like you could have kept running the G to be completely different, well, but I had already gotten another G chassis to build for this year. It, uh, I'd gotten it in the middle of last year. was going to build a new car. I didn't know that. And then like, I was talking to, I was talking to JTP last year at one of the rounds. He's like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to build another G, make it better, you know, lighter and stuff. He's like, dude, that's lame. Like, don't build another G's. Like, that's not what you need. And I was like, literally, and it's not like just because, you know, someone higher up like JTP is, you don't just take that and run with it just because of that. But then it started making me think about it. And then, like, I go back to the crew and I'm like, guys, we got to build something other than the G. And then, obviously, my, all my guys on the crew, um, well, most of them, they're all like, BMW, BMW. <laughs> and I'm just like, and, like, lately, like, that whole year, like, it kind of started growing on me. I was like, man, I don't know. I kind of like them. And then I started looking into them a little bit more. And then we just pulled the trigger, bought a chassis, built it. I still hadn't even driven one until I got it done. So that's crazy. Like I, I was supposed to test. I was supposed to test drive one before I uh, was going to build it, and something happened, and the dude wrecked. Uh, someone wrecked in front of him, and he got collected with it, so it messed the car up pretty bad at LS Fest. Um, so I was hoping to drive it, but wasn't able to. Um, so it was like wasn't meant to drive. Be to drive one. Hmm. Well, I, I mean, I'm, so yeah. I just went on a limb. Everyone else is making them work, so. Like there's something there. There's a reason for them. They're fast. They're super fast. Yeah. Like it's it's incredible just to to watch how quick that chassis is. Yeah, I really like it a lot. So <laughs> that's the biggest thing is like how much lighter the car is, and so that's something that I'm having to work with, and um, it just the car works so much better than the G did. So yeah, I guess you're really not going to have the other warm up before Florida, right? Because you're you're going to be coming in on the Wednesday. No. And- yeah, so basically after Florida, that's we're gonna definitely definitely drive somewhere else. Um, yeah, I just need somewhere where I can like kind of just throw the car and try to like back it in on turns and stuff, just so I can kind of feel where the limit. Yeah, I want to know where the limitations are of the chassis and you know what it will pull out of, what it won't, and just uh, how hard I can flick it and all that stuff because I want to drive aggressive and you know have more exciting style. Um, and right now I don't have that. Yeah. Um, but I have speed right now, I think. Um, at least at Atlanta, the car felt pretty fast, so um, which was a positive thing. Um, but I was definitely lacking some angle and some style, I feel like, personally. So Yeah. Well, anybody listening, if you've got a spot in Florida where, where, where hers can, can go burn off a few tires, I mean, I agree. No, <laughs> no. We can't. We gotta wait till after Orlando. Uh, I, I mean, can't after Orlando. Burn. Yeah, I gotta. Ha- I gotta have tires. Yeah, after Orlando. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, let's fuck. I'm, now, like, if it's gonna be on like the Sunday, I mean, I can stick around. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Let, we need to figure this out because if we can find a spot, I might be able to change my flight and leave later. My wife's gonna kill me, but for sure. but I mean, I think it'd be cool to do some filming and testing for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll figure something out one way or another. Also, and also doing like some camera stuff too, because like it's honestly the first time like Long Beach when you came was the first time we really got to do like in car stuff. Yeah. And, um, I think all that stuff is really important. Yeah. After I, seeing the footage. Yeah. I mean, it helps you as a driver for sure. And then actually, I got to send you all the in car um, stuff we've got because you might watch that and see stuff that you got to change. But, um, yeah, I mean, it helps as a driver, too. Like, we've uh, 
I've said this to so many people. It's like, if nothing else, get someone to capture it so you can see what you look like from a different angle, see what the car is doing. Like, there's so much you can learn by watching watching footage back. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I really want to push the VR stuff more. Um, for, for anybody listening, one of the things we demoed out in Atlanta, uh, we'll, we'll have this in Orlando as well, is um, come out to the pits. I basically bought like Google Cardboard 3D glasses. You put an old phone in it and you can sit in the car in VR. Um, which is sick. So I did I tell you that one of Chris Forsberg's guys came up to like ask me about it and how I was doing it. No. Yeah. So one of his media guys was like, Oh, so like, how'd you do this? Like, where'd you put the camera and shit? I was like, fuck, this is going to be like, I'm, I'm, I kind of hope it takes over just so I can be the guy who says he started it. But at the same yeah. time, like I don't, because I want to get some more out of this. Like, I think we could do so much more with it, but anyways, um, sure. I don't know. I think it's, it was I think cool. it's cool. It was cool to see the the guy that was like acting like he was driving and shifting yeah. while he was watching the VR. I wish I had got that on film. It was it was so funny. Like, oh that shit! So <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think it's cool for people. They just don't they don't get to experience it. I mean, uh, yeah. there's there's so many people out there who will never get to drive in a pro car who have no idea what how close you like you see it on TV, but you don't realize like how fucking close you get to things. Like when you're, yeah. when you're coming up that wall, like that first wall in, in Long Beach, that's, that's some of the scariest shit ever. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, cool. Long Beach is not like, it's like, cool. Literally you just drive straight at a wall and then at the last minute, like initiate. Yeah. It's silly. How, how have you traditionally done in Orlando? Like, what do you, how do you feel about banks? Um, I've done good there. Uh, that was the first place uh, that I got a podium in Pro 2. So I podiumed in Pro 2 there before. Last year in Pro, uh, we qualified top half, like, I don't know, 15th or 14th. I don't know. Like, as bad as it sounds, I really needed to qualify last year at the lighter half of the – I needed to be in the second half so I could chase first, and I qualified in the top for, or in the top half, which sucked so bad because – and this isn't like – but Federal came in, and they didn't really know – like how the tire was going to be. And I was like one lap and my tires were completely gone. And so I did a lead lap against Rad Dan and uh, like he's incomplete behind me because he couldn't see because of the smoke. And, uh, and then when I chased him, he literally just got me so bad that I got, you know, uh, an active chase, uh, an active chase. So, <laughs> um, and it happened twice. They one more time did because of it. Cause he zeroed the Nazi road. And then, um, same thing again. He kind of made a big mistake behind me again in the center because I smoked him out. And then I go to chase him. And like this time I'm like super prepared and like trying to do everything I can to be fast. And then he gaps me again. <laughs> and I like, instead of them just saying one more time, they were just like, dang, get the win. Cause it was just, it was pretty poor from my side, but like people just didn't understand. Like yeah, literally on the run up, my tires were already gone on the chase lap. That's crazy. And Dan's car is actually fast. It, it's fast. Oh yeah. Um, and it like last year and this year, like you can really see Dan's car is working really well. Um, so it's like nothing against his car. Um, the G was just slacking and and needed a little bit more pace to to stay with him. Yeah, you said um, in that uh, that interview that got cut off. I don't know if you saw that one, but it was like they went to interview him and he's like, they're like, what did Lorette ask him? Uh, 
it was, uh, oh, what did you do to like change your car? Like, why does it look so powerful? He's like, well, it was one of those like Forrest Gump moments where he's like, oh, the secret is, and then it just cut out. And then he's like, and then some stuff with the nitrous, and then it cut out again. And then it came back. He's like, yeah, so yeah, that, that's how that's how we're so much more competitive. It was like perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I know I know he talked about doing some more shit with nitrous, and I, I have a feeling it's like progressive nitrous before boost or something. So that way, like chasing is easier because obviously, like your car has got grunt down low, but on, when the turbo spools up, which is almost instant in that thing, um, yeah. you're into boost. But in the two J, like he revs it pretty high. So he's got a lot of boost lag. So my guess is he's running like a progressive nitrous into boost. Um, yeah, but I'm sure something like that. Yeah. Have you, have you ever run nitrous on anything? No, everyone keeps telling me I should, but it's just like something else to worry about more things to mess up. It's just, yeah, I don't really try to. It's more, more shit to deal with more expensive. And like, you don't really need yeah. to, the cars in boost, like I feel like the turbo is spooling at idle with that thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see why, why you would need to run it other than like cooler intake temps. I mean, that's, that's a benefit. Yeah, maybe. I was wondering, did you ever, um, did you ever see, obviously it was big in like the early 2000s, guys who run CO2 sprayers on the intercooler? Yeah. I, I don't know. You don't see it anymore though. Yeah, I guess. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder if people just realized it didn't actually fucking matter, but I think that'd be something. You could do uh, like uh water sprayers or something on it maybe yeah i do need to add some like electric fans to my intercooler though they would help a lot probably yeah okay i guess you can't do tire sprayers huh no no fuck that'd be funny nope. is that is yeah. it in the rules like is there a specific it's, rule yeah it's in the rules people uh, wanted to do that i mean it would because it would work yeah yeah work incredibly well i mean we saw that one year yeah. in Irwindale where like Chelsea would go and like drive through the puddle on the way back. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> it was so blatant, but like nobody was stopping him. So why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm stoked for Orlando. I, I, I don't know how guys drive on a bank. I've never, I've never driven on a bank. So I don't understand like what the, the driving technique is with it, but I'm assuming it's one of those, you just try and set it in that in that groove and then and then kind of left foot break to hold it in place i don't know i just started left foot breaking uh recently so really um before i just yeah before i would just always had i've always had power and just set it get it and just don't lift around the blank around the bank <laughs> i never really ha i've never really had trouble staying on the wall either okay. usually it's staying off the wall so <laughs> um but yeah orlando I, i'll probably start left foot breaking a little bit orlando will probably be good because i think this chassis got a lot of grip it uh so i have a lot of speed that using the left foot brake would actually help a little bit uh just to maintain a, a good speed around and not trying to overcook it coming off the bank yeah well i mean, I mean realistically like like i said if, if you're really gripped up and it tries to shoot out that that should hold you back in place exactly yeah I don't know. I, I I like I like Orlando in some ways, but other ways like the the story I've always told people is the one time I went there and there's like an old dude just screwing fucking deck screws back into the stands to hold the seats down. Like it's such an old beat up track. It kind of feels weird being there where you've got like these yeah, these incredible know. cars and it's like this really old tired racetrack. Yeah, it's funny, like last year they repaved the center section. <laughs> so everybody's like Oh, super happy! Like, oh, this is gonna be good. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we drove it, and the jump was like, where it's worse now. Is it? Like, 
Yeah, like you can see on the tire, like everyone drifting, you can see where like the, there's a gap in tire marks. Oh my god! Because everyone's coming off the ground. It was so. It's, I don't know. It's a lot worse. Would you? Are you going to change anything suspension wise because of that? Like, do you do you make any big differences? Um, man, before I have it, so. Uh, but for this one, yeah, I think we're definitely going to have to make some suspension changes, and and also, um, we haven't really done any changing on the car we kind of set it for long beach and it's sat for long you know it's set for long beach saying uh we use the same setup at atlanta and i was like dang it's really fast so we just worked with it mm. um i think there's just a lot more room for improvement with the car and me um you know I, I, maybe it can be even faster maybe it can be smoother uh, there's a lot of little things that we need to start changing to try and see but it's like right now i'm kind of scared to change things until I get some more seat time. I need. I just need. I just need practice. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I think for Orlando, we'll definitely make some big changes and for the bump coming off the bank. <laughs> I'm kind of excited to see some cars catch air. I'm gonna like make sure early in practice I'll be in a spot that I can I can see that before everybody adjusts their suspension. Yeah. I don't know. I think they should just add a jump in drifting in general. Like, let's just spice it up a little. It would be cool. Yeah, I'd be down it for it. Damage a lot. Pardon? I said it would damage a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not really my problem. I'm, I, I like seeing cars get off the ground. I mean, whatever happens afterwards, <laughs> I'm not as worried about. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, fuck. Is there, have you, have they announced the, the setup for Utah yet? No, they posted some stuff, though, with Rome and uh, Rudy, uh, you know, trying it out. Uh, with the layout that they think they're going to run, it looks super fast. So Interesting. I'm actually really looking forward to that because it seems like it's going to be a track that if you're not with a chase car, that you're getting left because you're going to get in a smoke line or or if you're not if you're not in their smoke line, then you're going to be way inside and offline. It's not going to work. So Interesting. Uh, I feel like you're just going to have to be close, and if not, then – yeah, I think you're gonna be in some trouble. Was that was that on YouTube or something? I'm I'm kind of curious. Um, Rome posted it on his Instagram some. Mm. So, uh, you know, talking about testing it and posted some clips and stuff from them tested. Interesting. I have to go watch that. I I kind of wish they would. I mean, is it? Do you think it'd be similar to like something like Texas or or like the old St. Louis layout? Or? Yeah. No, yeah, something like St. Louis or Texas, you know, fast road course. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to come up with. What What's the one track that you don't like driving on the on the circuit right now? Man, I don't know. Um, I don't really mind any of them. Yeah. Um, I think it, the gnarliest track, I think, is probably Seattle. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, um no no is that yeah. is that just because really, of that first bank like it's just so ridiculous yeah it's just it's just fat like, <laughs> you just keep getting gaining and gaining speed against this wall you know yeah so i've never been i've never actually been in person so i'm pretty excited to go yeah it's a pretty gnarly track i think well, i think to me it's a one of the you know more craziest tracks there is on the circuit but other guys could probably say differently yeah. What, what, how do you feel about the, the current St. Louis layout? I mean, I know that's it's kind of a divisive uh, one. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think it's good for the fans. I think it creates a good show in a way, but um, for the driver, 
it's a lot of on off throttle uh technical but i don't know it's weird yeah it's just like you get so much you get so much momentum and then you're like dead stopped and then a ton of momentum and then like you kind of have to push it out i mean it's 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 cool just because the car set up like trying to get that grip to slingshot yourself out i think the that track is set up for a lot of controversial calls, you know? Yeah. Because there's usually a lot of contact there. And, uh, I mean, it could be the lead drive, it could be the chase. I don't know. I feel like it just, it's set up for a lot of drama. Uh, am I keeping you awake? <laughs> He's got some more spray Man, dude, I'm tired. What do, you, what do you have to be tired Man. about? There's no caffeine. <laughs> dude, I've been working all day. I know. I know. I I. I shouldn't shit on you. You do actual physical man labor. I sit at the computer all day. I wasn't even going to, I was going to bail on this tonight. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up. I would have been so upset with you. I would have been well, so upset you said with you. Eight, well, it was like 8.30 or eight eight o'clock or something like that. And I was like putting up this swing set. And I'm like, dang. So I, then I had to leave and get that and then come and do this. So I was like, right. I haven't even gotten a shower or nothing. So all right. Well I appreciate it. I don't have to keep you too much longer. I just need to, we need to get this in. That's all. No, we're good. Okay. Yeah, we're good. All right. Hey, you you drive a fair bit of sim racing, don't you? Like do you do a lot of sim drifting? Yeah, all the time. Well, I haven't as much lately, but yeah, <laughs> I was playing a lot. What are you playing? A setup? Yep. Okay. What do you do you drive? Like did you test your BMW in a setup before mm. No, um, I mean, yeah, I was driving AE46, but who knows if it's the same, you know, or close to the same physics or anything. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I pick a couple cars and driving them, and lately, yeah, it's been the E46 that I've been driving and uh, competing with. I didn't, okay. Like, do you, do you compete in some drifting as well, then? Some fun competitions, nothing crazy. Uh, me and my buddy Trevor get on, and uh, usually we'll play, we used to play every night, and we do a battle to five. Uh, we do three tracks, battle to five. And, uh, you know, we do that every night. Usually if it was like an FD week, we would, one of those tracks would obviously be the FD track. And then we'd pick a couple other tracks just for fun, you know, not, not really like for practice, just it's fun. And it's, uh, I, and I guess it, yeah, I guess it is practice. But <laughs> it does help. What have you, have you ever done any streaming? Like, I, no 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 interest no i feel like we just gotta like i'll just set it up on your computer and you just tell me and i'll deal with it on the back end and then we'll we'll start streaming you just talk too much shit that that, i guess that's the problem is like when you're streaming you can't you just can't talk shit the whole time i mean you can you just can't say anything too bad yeah that's fair because then then someone will clip it and then put it on uh, facebook or instagram and then you're screwed yeah, that's a good point. There's been a lot of drivers that have gotten themselves in shit by saying stupid stuff while streaming, so. Well, yeah, like, just, for instance, NASCAR. I mean, yeah, that shows you enough right there. Yeah, that was crazy. So. Yeah, I, get, I, get, I can see how streaming takes kind of the fun out of it, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're having to think a bit more about it. What do you, what do you run, like, um, for your sim rig? What are your, like, what steering wheel, what yeah, pedals? Trying, just... Fanatec V2.5, um, custom uh, custom cockpit, and then I'll, I have an Oculus, uh, you know, VR setup. Okay. Um, nothing like crazy, but it's still expensive, but I think it's worth it. Yeah. A couple of my other buddies have, like, cheaper setups, and you can definitely tell they're cheaper setups compared to what I have, so. Do you, do you prefer sim drifting than, rather than screen drifting? I, I guess, like, 
by the time you buy three oh, fucking what? do you like do you prefer sorry like vr drifting instead of screens oh oh hands down vr yeah. is ridiculous okay it took me a few days to be able to get past the sickness of it, but <laughs> once i got past the sickness of it like it's seriously it's it's crazy how like realistic it can be yeah i i'm still i haven't done it enough to get get outside of the sickness part of it so yeah. i think i just need to buy a headset well, and go honestly yeah so like i got got it and then i sat down and like the first like 30 minutes or so i was playing i was like sweating real bad and stuff so then i basically just got naked and put vr on and then sat in my sim and was playing and had a fan on me oh my god and so and then and then it's funny though like other dudes talking about the same thing they're like dude yeah i was like sitting sick and sweating he's like so he just got you know got down to our boxes and started playing you know i was like it works it's just you have to do what you gotta do to get past it and then now like it's fine it doesn't matter like some i mean i'll still sweat and stuff but uh i'll get i get i'm past the sickness for for sure (laughs) i i remember a buddy of mine going going through it recently where he just got into vr and like did a whole bunch of reading on it everybody says the same thing where it's like yeah. you're either gonna get sick or you don't. But if you get sick, if you just keep playing, it'll go away. Yeah, I thought like I was mad because I thought I was like for the first like five minutes, I was like, dude, this is like the coolest thing ever. And then like ten minutes in, I'm starting to get sick. I'm like, uh oh, and like I didn't know if I was gonna get past it. Then I finally did, and it was definitely worth it. Oh man, yeah, I I should get a setup. You have the, you have an Oculus setup, and you and you like it? Yeah, yeah. So is that just? I'm, I'm assuming that just plugs right into your computer, and then you you play through that. Yeah, so actually I got the one that doesn't have the cord, so I had to buy the the special cord, which was like eighty more dollars. But um, I think it's worth it. Versus my buddy has the one that the cord is connected to it at all times, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, what um, what are you running for a PC? I don't know if you're a PC nerd or not. Uh, I don't know. I got I, some dude like hooked it up. Okay, and gave me a good deal on everything. It's got you know GTX graphics card. Uh, maybe like a gtx 1070 or something okay i don't know if that sounds right yeah no that that Um, is a graphics card you did name an actual real life graphics card so you i mean i'll take it i don't know what it is i just know it's decent all right um you know like a couple terabytes of uh storage and stuff like that uh a decent processor and stuff like that i got i'd have to go back and look that's all good i just i wasn't sure it's all it's all it's all pretty good stuff actually um i didn't want nothing like you know weak (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't sure if you were like a PC guy or not. I mean, you and I really don't get a lot of time to hang out between just like working and then talking shit on each other constantly. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's definitely the, probably the most fun like hangouts because it's, it's literally you and I just telling each other how horrible the other person is just all day, all day, but none of it, absolutely none of it's serious, which is, is fantastic. Oh man, it's good. Yeah, Wait, it's fine. How how much? Okay, so th- this is something I've I've noticed with me and my wife has noticed is when I come back from hanging out with you guys, I have a fucking accent. Like I I start <laughs> picking up that that Kentucky accent. So have you noticed picking up any like like Norwegian accent hanging out with those guys? No, not really. But uh, some of their sayings like. We always, you know, kind of mock them now. Like uh, a lot of guys, the dudes on Simon's team, like we go out to eat and they can't really, they don't understand the English words uh, from the menu. And so when the waitress or someone asks, like, "Oh, do you want this with this?" and then they're like, "Yes," 
Yes. <laughs> yes. And they don't like literally they're like, do you want, you know, like French fries or a salad? And they just say yes. Because <laughs> they don't like they don't understand. So now we just joke like anytime, you know, like some someone asks us something, we just say yes. You know? <laughs> but yeah, we it's not really any accents, you know. Um, it's funny though, they're trying to get me to they're trying to teach me a lot of words from Norway and it's not working out well. You, I mean, I, I've noticed you can, you can at least pick up on their tone well enough to know what's going on. Like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've seen you do it a couple of times. But now, yeah. But now it's messed up now because now that they have noticed that I can pick up on some stuff, they are like doing it on purpose now. Like <laughs> they know that whenever they say my name, like my name is normal, like or close to what I can hear cash. Yeah. So when they say that, I always look at them when they do it now on purpose, they're like, they're like, Hey, let's say Cash's name again and then say Cash again just so Cash looks at us. And then so they like they do that. So I'm like they think that, you know, they want to act like they're talking about me, but they're really not. Oh my god. I mean, I'm asking y'all about so, that. I, oh yeah, they do it bad. I guarantee I guarantee that too. They're like they're like little tricksters. They're little European tricksters. Like they, they I feel like they always have something on the go. They're always hiding something from you. They're just like ready to play a <laughs> prank at any moment. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's though. like TV. It's a good time with them. Oh yeah, dude, it's great. It's it's they're they're fucking hilarious. Oh man. You did you did pick a you did pick a good group of guys to to hang out with, that's for sure. Yeah, it just, it was weird too. Like, it just clicked. Like, everyone asked, like, oh, how'd you, like, become friends with them? I was like, I don't know, dude. We just, like, I just joked with them one time at an event, and then they all laughed, and, like, we all started hanging out after that. It was weird. Really? Is that, that's um, basically how it started? Out, it's worked out real. Yeah, like, there was one event, you know, like, where we would joke on, uh, with Federal, uh, the tired girl, Jenny. And so I would, we would just, there was like this joke going back and forth, you know, like to get about getting tires and stuff in Orlando. And I was kind of just joking with them and they all laughed when I left. And then, uh, New Jersey, we pitted beside each other basically. And I got there about the same time they did. And I don't, you know how I am. I'm always talking crap or something. <laughs> and they were, they, I don't know what they were doing, but they were probably wearing like some like, Oh, they were probably wearing shorts with some tall socks that have like SpongeBob on them or something <laughs> with uh, their shirts off and like cowboy hats. And I'm sure I said something funny to them. And then, you know, like I went over there and talked to them and met them and we learned a lot more stuff and or like, you know, learn more about each other and stuff like that. And then uh, honestly, since, yeah, since then um, we went to Pennsylvania after that. And then Pennsylvania is where we asked to pit beside each other. And oh, that's cute. Ever since then, yeah, ever since then, like, we just were trying to pit beside each other at all the events and working with each other. And then, um, you know, I offered up the, for them to come to the shop and use uh, the shop during the year last year, and it just kind of clicked. So, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, they're, they're super, super cool guys. I mean, it's, it's definitely a great group of guys to, to hang out with and shoot the shit and just, I don't know. It's, it's been fun. I mean, I like literally no complaints about any of them. Oh, there, you gotta have complaints about some of them. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, let's see who John, for instance. I mean, that's an easy pick. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I mess with him all the time. I know. Well, I mean, his, his English is arguably the best. So he kind of like works as the translator for everybody. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, I feel like he's just like mixing yeah. our words. 
and just like slowly telling them the wrong thing. Yeah. That would hundred percent be the case. And then are you guys are you guys running with um Ula for the rest of the year as well? Yeah, so we're hauling Ola's car, uh transporting everything for him, which, you know, honestly kind of made sense and stuff like that. So we worked with him. Um thankfully he finally got his car. Yeah. Um that was a big deal. So good thing he got it before round uh two. So he was able to compete in that, compete in Atlanta with it because it was getting really close. I think we got his car like Tuesday morning or something. Oh, so really? Just a couple of days. Yeah, it showed up here. My buddy Cody drove through the middle of the night, met another guy from Tire Stacks with the car. It was like he got back at like 7 in the morning on Tuesday so they could start working on it. Jesus. So wh- where did it get shipped into? Florida? No, uh, New, uh, New Jersey or something. Oh, at New Jersey. Okay. And then, so somebody from tire stacks picked it up there, drove it. And then you guys met. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't know that. So, hmm. yeah. Cool. Well, I got to like hang out with them a bit more. I didn't really get a chance to chat with them too much in, in, uh, Atlanta, but I think they all, I don't know. Did I, I know they all went down to Florida, which did you see, did you see Simon's uh, story today? But like him driving the truck with the, with the fucking cowboy hat on. Oh no! Yeah, and he's playing. He's playing Eastbound and Down as the music. Oh yeah, it's, I could see that. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Oh man, I laughed so hard when the I saw it. The only thing I got, only thing I got from him was a a picture of him filling up, and it was expensive. So oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I I can't imagine that thing being cheap at all. No, but. I mean, all part of the game at this point. I I know back yeah. here in Canada, it's like two bucks a liter, so it's like six. It's like six fifty a gallon right now in Canada. Holy crap! Yeah, dude, it's it's for, brutal. For diesel, it's like yeah, it's like five forty something right now. Yeah, our diesel's even higher than that. That's the that's the funny part. So yeah, we're yeah, probably so we're probably seven bucks a gallon. Whew. Yeah, that's retarded. Yeah, the twenty five hundred is not getting driven anytime soon. That is for sure. <laughs> it was it was funny. I was, yeah, I don't blame. I was you. working with a, a client today who's uh, a diesel mechanic out out east or out west. Sorry, and he's like, um, I've been bugging him about building me an engine for my truck, and he's like, Hey, he's like, we should we should chat more about that engine. I'm like, Look, man, I'm not gonna lie. There's that truck's not getting driven for probably the next six months to a year. He's like, Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I mean, it's a good time to yeah. it's a good time to pull the engine because I know it's not going anywhere anytime soon. But dang, I don't know what I'd do if it was that expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't literally I drive. I mean, I'm going to drive to New Jersey, um, but other than that, I think that's the only other round left that I'll be driving to. I'm trying to think of anything. Yeah, St. Louis. Oh yeah, I guess I could drive to St. Louis. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's close to me. Yeah, I'll do that. I do. Fuck! One of these rounds, like I actually have to come to the shop. I've I've yet to go there. I get it. Yeah, just St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, because it's so close. Two hours, two and a half hours. All right, so maybe that's what I'll do then. Is is I'll leave like on the Wednesday and drive to Kentucky, and then we'll we'll go up to St. Louis together or something like that. And I might either I'll come back with you guys or I'll I'll um, just drive from St. Louis home. Yeah, we'll figure something out. That'll be sick. I like to see the shop, and I get to I get to meet your wife, and then you know bugger. 
and like tell her all these fantastic stories. Girlfriend, fiance, I don't know. I fuck this up every time. Yeah, you do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's okay. At I, this point, yeah, it doesn't at matter. This point, at this point, it doesn't matter. Um, anything else on the go, like between now and Orlando or anything else cool that we can talk about? Other than you falling asleep? Man. Uh, no, not really. Wow. I don't think so. Mar- not not on that go of that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's more to talk about, but I'm just saying, uh, not for before Orlando. I don't think. Yeah. Fair enough. What What do you? How's the like the shopping going? Do we need to plug that and try and get you some more business, or are you already slammed? No, 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 no. I got too much work. Yeah, too much work. I still have yet to. Uh, yeah, still yet to even like post on my social media. Like sometimes if I do like a cool car, I'll be like, uh, you know, got this done today or something like that, but. Other than that, I've never even posted that I was starting my own business. So hmm. <laughs> probably for the best. I don't want to yet. Yeah, I've got like two months of work right now. Ah. Two or three months of work. Pretty easy too. Like not like it's like I'm booked for a solid two three months. That's crazy. That's good though. I mean, that's that's good to hear. It is and isn't. Yeah, people still get mad. No, I know. I mean, it happens. I I know how it feels. Trust me, yeah. I get people mad at me all the time. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you keep on messing up the Chick-fil-A order. Oh my fucking don't even start with me. Don't even that was that was the worst. Now I was so upset about that. And see, you even told on yourself <sighs> earlier, you said you got a two-liter Mountain Dew. I said get a 12-pack of Mountain Dew. They didn't have individual bottles. They didn't have That's it. what I'd say. I didn't ask for bottles. Cans. I didn't have that either. They literally just had a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. That was it. I went to the shit gas station. Honestly, I sent Jesse in to, to go get them, and then I came in. And he just exactly. Had <laughs> so he he definitely screwed it up. You know it. I'm taking blame though, as as he was the person working with me. I'm I'm the one taking blame. I'm taking ownership over my my poor decision. Anyways, poor. poor. I will. I will. I I can't even bring you. I can't even bring you like a a two a twenty four pack of Mountain Dew. They have. They oh yeah. I guess. They, anyways. I guess I'll try and get it at the airport and then bring it to the track. Yeah. Yeah, just walk into the airport with like a 2-4 of cans. That's that's definitely the way to go. Uh, are you, so are you, I'm assuming you're flying then from Kentucky down to Florida? No. Uh, we'll probably drive that one. Um, a couple of us. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Uh, even though it's in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's it's next week. It's like up. you're leaving next week. Yeah. yeah, like today, next week. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's less. Yeah, so probably driving that by now, <laughs> dude. Okay, all right, cool. Oh man, well it's good. We'll have a vehicle then. Yeah. Oh wait, you're flying. Dang it, I'm flying. You don't get my van this time. No, we don't have the. Yeah, we don't have the minivan. Yeah, I love that you've already claimed ownership of it. You're like, oh, just just bring the van. It's like a twenty. Exactly. It's like a twenty-something hour drive for me. It's a team van. It's not a team van. It was one time, <laughs> dude. You, I I have a I have a Ford Fiesta as my other vehicle, which will not hold tires. Ooh, don't say that. <laughs> we'll make it hold tires. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, we could, we could, we could definitely fit tires in there. It might take a couple of trips, but we can do it. I'll tear I'll tear the seats out. I'll just like remove all the back seats and everything and just drive it like that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be much better. Oh man. Um <laughs> should we do you, do you want to look at like getting a big Airbnb or something? 
and like see if everybody wants to go splits on an Airbnb or do you, are you are you dead set and sleeping? Yeah, in see those guys. Well, how much are you trying to spend on the Airbnb? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get an expensive one. Did you not hear about our? Well, you listen. You go ninety percent. I got ten. Okay. Well, let me see what I can do then. Did you not? Did, <laughs> did you not hear about our our hotel fiasco when we first showed up? No. So the first hotel I booked, which apparently is notoriously bad, and I did not check the reviews on, so that's my fault. Um, it's the quality in, like right outside the track. And it, dude, it, like the mirror was off the wall. There was black mold. There, there, someone had tore the fucking smoke alarm off the wall. Like it was bad. It was, I got pictures of it. It was super, super bad. So then, like last minute, I had to call Expedia to rebook me a completely different room in a different town. So yeah, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if me picking out the Airbnb is a good idea. Yeah, you better do a decent job. I'll, I'll this try. Is on you. I'll I'll hit up I'll hit up Olsen and Jan and see if they all want to go find an Airbnb that we can crash at. No, they won't because they're the whole point of them getting a rig was so that they can stay at the track. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe opened with hot showers and you know a kitchen. Yeah, they have that. Last time I looked in there, it just looked like a bunch of bunks. Or is that all flipping? Yeah, because they had it. They had it all like laid out, you know, because they were sleeping in it. Oh, okay. But it's still got it's still got like uh, microwave, fridge, and hot water mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Okay. Well, I will let you know. I will take a, I will take a look and, and let you know what that looks like. How many guys do you got coming down? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> That's how many guys you have coming down. <laughs> Yes. Well, if, I, if, I, if I'm going to book a room, I need to know for how many people. Just, oh, yeah. Just, so we'll have uh, four, five, maybe. Five? Okay. So not to fit six people. Yeah. That includes me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it just you? Yeah, it's just me for this round. Sorry, I'm not I'm not bringing the, my, my partner in crime that you guys like better than me, so. I mean, anyone. Any, anyone's better than me? <laughs> maybe i'll just do like a revolving door of different photographers for every event i'll just bring a different yeah, photographer each one now you don't like that because then that's no no because then the chick-fil-a order will get messed up every time we have to go through the hard card process every time yeah we ain't doing that either yeah all right it should be easier now it's for, yeah. for anybody listening there is a very fun app in order to add teammates and do the hard card for fd now that's it's honestly not that bad now though but now that we know how to operate like, it's not that bad yeah they're working on well it's kind of our fault they did send out a video of how to operate it yet then i've yet to watch them <laughs> i i just got added to the fd discord so i can actually see everything oh man yeah that's funny that's too funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if we watched the tutorials, it'd be a lot easier, but that's not fun. Fun is, fun is just trying to figure it out and throwing the owner manual away, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, well, I can let you get to bed and finish your Sprite. Um, I will I will probably... Dang, we wouldn't even talk about nothing good then. What? What else do you want to talk about? You tell me. No, not, no. What you want? To, you want to get controversial? You want to like ask your opinions on on controversial things? I can do that. I'm down for that. I was trying to let you off easy. No, I mean I was just saying. I what, thought we were what do you think of judging? What do about... you think about judging? 
No, see, now you're trying to make it act like I was. You're the one that messaged me and was like, hey, we should talk about this stuff. I, I mean, we should. We should talk about it. I don't know if you want to. You don't have to. It's not. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a judge. I think it's I think it's the hardest job in drifting, 100%. Oh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not hard on them. I mean, do I think there's some bullcrap calls sometimes? Obviously. Yeah. Like, I think everyone is in that situation maybe yeah everybody gets everybody gets bad calls i mean that's the thing it's it, it's it, everybody thinks they're gonna get a bad call how often how often do you lose a battle and you're like honestly just like oh yeah like that guy completely just fucking beat me there's nothing i can do yeah i've been in that situation a few times i mean <laughs> that's fair like i'm have this spot to you know i have the i don't know like i look at things from both ways like obviously honestly probably the reason why we weren't even uh you know we didn't protest in the correct manner this past weekend was honestly just because you know i didn't know i wanted to look at things from both sides yeah um i wanted to make sure that i wasn't missing something i wanted to make sure you know that their call was you know obviously they have all the camera angles they have everything the fact that if they're making that call, it should be pretty clear that what the call that they're making, you know, should be correct. Yeah. And honestly, I think sometimes though they make mistakes. Uh, and a lot of people probably think they make mistakes and sometimes they might not. Sometimes they may, but um, you know, like over the past weekend, like I, like I, like when I messaged you today, like I was still so fired up today <laughs> because like I've watched it over and over and I still cannot comprehend like what happened. You, dude, you texted like, me at 11 I'm, o'clock last night. Even though, <laughs> yeah, even though I've talked to the judges after, you know, before while we tried to protest and tried to understand everything, like I still don't understand how I lost that, you know, how I lost that. Yeah. Like, it still doesn't even make sense to me. And um, it just sucks, you know, but honestly what it comes down to is just our team was inexperienced and being able to protest and they tell us how to protest and they tell us that we need to have it ready it's just like personally me did not wasn't prepared you know for that part but the thing is yeah i feel like i shouldn't even be in that kind of situation yeah i agree you know i mean so i i mean i'm willing to go out on a limb and and explain what what i see from it and you can agree or disagree or tell me i'm wrong at any point but um so you and Sorensen, uh, he led first. Um, basically, on initiation, if he, if and and for anybody listening or watching, please feel free to go back and and I can, I'll probably have a video clip of this somewhere. Anyways, um, on initiation, you hit him obviously, and you actually pushed him past, not even past. You pushed him into the middle of the of the cone of that clipping point, which if he wouldn't have hit him, he would have he would have driven behind it on the, on the incorrect side of it more than likely. Now that's not excusing you hitting him. And, and the argument is obviously yeah. that's a decel zone, but the thing is like he decelled incorrectly. He, he did something incorrect. And, and at the end of the day, yes, you hit him, you pushed him further onto the track than he would have been going if you didn't hit him, but he was able to finish his run. You could then caught up at the top of the keyhole and pretty much doored him the rest of the run. I mean, within within some degree of proximity. Yeah. So yeah, and what like even talking about the first part of it, mind you, I didn't even like I already took in consideration that or took 
and said that, all right, I, it was my fault. I'm the one that hit him. Yeah. Like I wasn't even thinking about, you know, like that he was offline mm-hmm. or was going to be offline. Um, but when I came back to the pit, my brother was like, excuse me. My brother was like, yo, like you hit him because he is already mowing the clip over. And I'm like, and I just ignored it. And I was like, no, dude, like I was coming in hot. I hit him because I was coming in hot. Like, you know, I smoked him. It was my fault. <clears throat> I was just being aggressive and just put myself in a bad situation. Luckily, I don't even know how I saved that battle or save that run to even get, keep continuing <laughs> going without incompleting, but I did. And, um, you know, and then at that point I was just cutting the track to get back to his door and, uh, doing everything I could to push him across the finish line. Um, and then obviously now we're going to talk about we're in the, but so anyways, what I was saying is like, and then I keep watching and watching and watching. And like, if I would have never tapped him, he would have mowed the clip. So probably with the right side of his car yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's like one of those things, like I almost was, it wasn't even in the wrong on both of them. Um, so, and then to go into the fact of, you know, be getting tapped in the lead driver go like I was being the lead driver. Um, yeah, it, it, like it was mind blowing to me that when they, when the call, like me and my spotter are talking on the thing, I was like, no, I was like, I should have, I should win this battle. It's going to go my way. And he's like, well, it'll probably go one more time. I'm like, no, it, it can't go one more time. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, he either hit me or since I hit him and the battle continued, it's still a judge run. Mm-hmm. But since he hit me from the chase and can stop the run and I wasn't doing anything wrong, yeah. which in my opinion, I wasn't doing anything wrong. No, you, um, you were back on, you were and then he, out of the D cell yeah. zone and you were back on throttle. That's why, when he hit well, you, yeah. All right, so there's still there. I will explain more about that. Okay, but um, you know, so you have an incomplete. Uh, you can't even complete the run and judge it anymore. But that's because of the chase driver, not because of the lead driver. So at that point, it would be a zero. You know, incomplete on him, <clears throat> or a zero on him, and he's the one that caused it. And then the first run is just judged, but then he doesn't have a a run on the second one. So automatically. No matter what, the way their system, per the rule book, this is, uh, it would have had to go to me or to him, which they went to him because they did shared fault. And at that point, they only, they just look at the first run. They say I hit, made contact, messed up my run, and then since he had a decent lead run after that, then they give him the win. So say like if I would have tapped Sorensen coming down the hill and he spun, and then he taps me and I spin, then more than likely it would have went one more time. Yeah. And it's the fact that even Chris Yule picked one more time, he actually made an incorrect, you know, an incorrect, you know, call. He honestly should have been for Brandon, like should have been unanimous to Brandon because he put me at shared fault with, uh, for the collision at the top of the hill when I was in the lead and just like the other judges did. And uh, so it would, it should have been, you know, with his call of being shared fault, it should have been, you know, uh, should have been Brandon, you know, Brandon winning. Um, my biggest thing was I was on a great leap run <laughs> and like doing everything I was supposed to do, filled all of outside zone two. And they said, after we tried to protest, like I went up there and talked to them and I wasn't mad or anything about like, wasn't mad towards them. Obviously I was a little upset. Um, just, 
because there's a lot of adrenaline to it and like obviously i want to win but that it was hard for them i feel like to give me a solid answer and one of the answers was that i lost momentum through there another answer was i was on the wrong line so uh my line from outside zone two to clip uh two was bad and i'm like and then i asked the judges if they think that you can fill out all of outer zone two and also hit the inner clip without lifting. And they said, no, well, that's because no one was in hitting outside zone two to inner clip one or inner clip two without decelling a yeah. little bit. Not that I like, it's not like I left foot brake. I didn't pull the handbrake. All I did was use my clutch a little bit to be able to hit the inner clip. Like I did on every single run. That was perfectly fine. And like I told them, if Brandon didn't touch my front wheels, he would have just doored me. Uh, the battle would have continued. I would have finished the run. He would have won fair and square per me thinking that it was all my fault for hitting them on the first run. And then now after, you know, further inspection of me watching it and watching it, watching it, <laughs> I'm not even sure they even really paid much attention to it. They just looked at it and was like, oh, I made contact. And that's what it is. Because if you look at it, I made contact because he was going to miss it in a clip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, kind of said what I, what I said to you too is like, it's it sucks. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, I think by presenting the information, you can at least make people aware of of your side of of what had happened, right? And I'm sure if I got, you know, Brian Lontane on or or you know Chris Yule or whoever, I, I'm sure there may there either might be a different discussion. They may have a different side of it, or they they might be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We, we did miss that in, in everything that was going on. Yeah. We did miss that. Um, and, and all three of those are in my mind, acceptable. Like if they want to defend their decision, I get it. I hundred percent get it. If they'd like to concede that as a mistake was made, I also get it. But yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, in, in the same way that they say it about the UFC is like, you can't leave it in the judge's hands. Right. Like that's just how drifting that's how FD is now. It's like, you have to beat somebody you know, 10% more than you think you have to just to get the call or, or yeah, but see, yeah, that's the problem though oh, like with me is I'm, is I'm trying to not leave it in the judge's hands. So I'm trying to be super aggressive in the chase. And then I end up putting myself in bad situations and like the first time it put me in a really bad situation, told my car, we might've got the call and moved on to 16 but didn't get to actually move on because the car we didn't make our 10 minutes yeah or 15 minutes or whatever timeout but like it still put me in a bad situation regardless and then you know being aggressive here in atlanta put me in a bad situation again and the call definitely didn't go my way obviously and i understand there's going to be those ways and it's not me like complaining yeah you know all the time about the calls but if i go back on a bunch of runs that i've lost through my pro one career so far, usually I'm losing them over something like you, like it's questionable on why I lost. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, like no one can really give a solid answer on why I lost the battles that I've lost. You know, it's like, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. Like what I really want to say is, you know, <laughs> is something that I shouldn't say. So, okay. But I don't know. I think it's definitely, there's definitely some controversial stuff that has happened. And, uh, and also like for people listening, if this isn't me, like saying anything about Brandon, like I think Brandon's cool. We yeah. joke around. They've lent me parts. I've lent them parts. Yeah. They, they were, cool. when you crashed, they, they, they dropped off so much shit. Like they, yeah. their mechanics. Yeah. Working, yeah. 
Yeah, they have nothing to do with calls or anything. Like, no. I told Brandon that. I was like, dude, it's nothing against you. I was like, it's just, to me, personally, I think it's bullcrap on how I was judged with it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, if I would have protested, maybe things would be different. Um, just unfortunately, that's on my end of the deal and wasn't prepared. Well, I mean, as well as, I mean, you wanted to make sure that if you were going to protest that you had all the correct information that we weren't going to waste it. And that was part of it too. Is like, you're yeah. like, Hey, let's pull footage right now. Like let's, let's go and, and see what had happened so we can make this call. And, yeah. and uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. You have like 10 minutes. You've from, from the time of yeah, your run. I mean, you've, you've, and that's the thing. We didn't know that. So yeah, if you, I would have known that, like you need to have, it's pointless to even go talk to the judges. So. Yeah. You need, you need to have, what was it? $250 in cash and a full form yep. filled out, which that form alone is going to take you two minutes to fill out. You need to hand it to yep. them and be able to prove your point within 10 minutes, which yep. I understand they put all that in there for a reason. So people all really only protest shit that they truly believe in or you'd be getting a protest every fucking time. But it's like, you need to, you need to have all of that ready to go and be so sure of your answer. You're going to lose $250. Yeah, exactly. So, and honestly, I wish if I would have known, I would have risked it for sure, because I think there was a possibility of it being like changed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because my thing is, I kept saying to them, like he was already at a huge advantage. Like he didn't have to be door to door on me. He put, he put himself, in the situation to hit my front tire at that spot, yeah. which everyone knew everyone was letting off a little bit there to make, you know, to get to the inner clip and then to, to accelerate out, out of the keyhole. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch all the runs, everyone's doing the same thing. There's some sort of slowdown right before the inner clip. And then they're right back on throttle, just like I was doing. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it just sucks that, you know, we, for me, you know, I'm spending everything I got and doing everything I can. So for me to not be, to feel like I was judged properly, uh, it just is really a bummer. And, you know, they do have a lot of going on. There's a lot on there, the judges' hands to make calls and stuff. So I'm not saying it's an easy job for them and stuff. And um, I just personally in this situation, I just think things should be a little different. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> It's yeah, it's tough. I've never been a part of a judge sport in particular. So like, I can't understand it for me. Like I look at something like the DOS system and go like, okay, this makes sense. Like let's, let's find a a unilateral way to have people judged. I mean, I still think, I think it's something that should be aided in their judging decision. Uh, Maybe not like the final say, uh, because like, you know, I don't want robots controlling drifting, but um, I think it, I think it's a useful tool. And obviously like they're doing shit now, like, same thing people at home probably don't know this like every i think every car now has um a box in it that's supplied by fd yeah. that is taking these calculations so there is something going on like there is they they're heavily yeah, they're looking, looking on it. they're heavily looking into it i mean to the point where they're testing units so yeah I, I, I don't know i don't know i bet you next year it'll be something to like review and then the year after that it'll be implemented that's what i would like to see yeah but I mean, I don't know what they're doing with the data now if they're looking at it after the event just to see how things are and what what the box would call. But I guess we'll find out. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I see that even with all this data and stuff, though. Like, cars just work differently, man. Like, yeah. sometimes you got to do something differently than the other guy that can. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so much it needs to be, in, you know, in computers and stuff. But maybe, 
I'm just a tech guy. You're you're like old school, and 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 I am definitely not. So maybe that's just why you're you're like now. I mean, do do you think like maybe five judges would be better, or like? I don't know. I'm not. I don't really. I'm not necessarily saying they just they need to change the entire situation of our judging. I'm just. This. I just think it was a ba- bad call, but I mean, obviously, any other driver that gets a situation that's that they're put in like me, I mean, they're gonna think the same thing. Yeah, know? yeah. Whether they're right or wrong, you know, it's just it is what it is with the judge sport. People are gonna be upset when they lose, and the thing is, it's just I can take a loss, you know. It's just the way that loss happened. Yeah, no, th- I, I think you're completely just in in feeling that way. I mean, I know I would. I get I get fucking sour every time I lose at Apex Legends because I suck at it. I just blame the game. I'm like a <laughs> stupid computer. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Do do do, do you want to go to bed now? I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't know. I don't care. I got a little bit of Sprite, so you got a little a little bit enough enough energy for for something else. That's I'm trying to think of any other controversial thing I can just get you to say online. I mean, realistically, that's that's all I'm looking for here. Oh, so then people can like take clips out of things and 100. There's literally a button in front of me right now. I don't know. Can you see it when I press it? It says "Make Clip." Does no. that pop up? Oh uh, no. No. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. There's literally a button in this podcast software where I can just literally press it, and it'll take a one minute section out of the thing you just said. So perfect. Cool. Sweet. Can't wait. <laughs> No, no, I'm not going to do you dirty like that. I'm not going to do you dirty like that. Yeah, so some couple other things i got to say on this podcast is just my media team, they just, they've been slacking a little bit this year. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, 100%. So I definitely need to up, up that a little bit. This this podcast isn't sponsored by my own company or anything, so that's perfect. <laughs> oh. No, no, for, for, but in all honesty, it is cool to have you on board and um, – you know, just to see the growth in our social media and stuff like that, uh, it's definitely been a huge help and improvement to the program. I appreciate um, that. Which I think is going to help a lot uh, go, moving forward to for like 2023 and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, one, I absolutely love doing it. I mean, it's it's really not work as much as when I'm there. I'm usually working my ass off as much as it may not look like it. Um <laughs> But it's yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, I'm just standing there at my computer all day looking at photos. Um, I don't know. It's it's fun, and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to see it. I mean, I I, I don't know if I talked to it, but basically, it came down to between you and another driver that I was going to do this with. Where I was like, I'm I'm going to fucking sponsor a driver. I'm, I've decided. So I don't know if I said who the other driver was, but anyways, it was basically between you and that, yeah. uh, that other person. Now you never. Now you never told me. Now I got to know soon. Uh, I'll tell you offline. I'll tell you offline. Um, But yeah, it kind of came down to as shitty as it sounds for the other driver, like who is a better story? Um, And and it it literally is you between you and this other person. I was like, I I sat down and I looked at it and went, okay, if, if I can make this work, if I can get their socials to pop off, if I can help them net more sponsors, if I can get them to a better place in their career, which one is a better story driver A or you so you are a better story and that that's what it came down to i have i have equal relationship i had equal i had equal relationship between you and this other person um in the regards of like amount of time that i've hung out with them and spent with them um so it was pretty equal going into it but i was just like i think 
if if we can get all of this going and and get you you know a good motorsports program with with good funding where you don't have to worry about this shit. I truly believe that that would allow you to focus more on driving, give you more seat time and make you a significantly more competitive driver. Cause like realistically, sure. I think, I think you are like three or four test days from being in the top four. I re- I honestly think that just seeing how quickly you've adapted from getting into that car to, to where you're at in Atlanta. It's like, yeah, if you're, if you're getting that much better, that fast, if we can get you in two or three drift days this year, I have no reason to believe that you wouldn't be in the top four by Irwindale. So that, and that's just the, that's how I see it. So what's good. Sure. Like if we can get the money into the team where you can go and have test days where you don't have to worry about it, you can go buy a boatload of fucking tires and fuel and just go burn them off because you can. I, I think that's, that's really all you need. So uh, that's why I'm excited yeah, sure. for after Orlando. I mean, I don't know how much time you're going to have to do it, but if if we can get it arranged, I think we get a little bit of time. Yeah, it was like just Sunday. But I don't think my flight's till Sunday night, so I think we should do it then. Gotcha. All right, we'll just we'll plan. Wait, can we just like is is OSW free after Formula Drift? Is there like an event going on or something? I doubt it. I'm sure it costs a lot of money. No, come on, that place. But I do, I do know that we can test in New Jersey though. Okay, where where in New Jersey can you go? Uh, English Town. Like at the like in the parking lot or yeah. Chris Nat. No, they have the like the old road like the English town raceway. Oh, okay. Interesting. You know like where the road course and stuff is? Yeah. Like they held a bunch of the English town events. Yeah. The pro road and stuff. So are they doing that like the Wednesday before after year after after like I don't know when it's, that happens. Uh, usually the Sunday it was Sunday after FD last year. Okay. Well, I will plan so, to stick around for that day. Yeah. We'll have to see. Play by ear, see how everything goes there. Yeah. Make sure the car's good to go. That track kind of bugs me. I'm not going to lie. There was such an opportunity to do some cool design, and they didn't. They just went with a figure eight, and it, it, it actually really bugs me. Yeah, but it's so cool. Yeah, it's it's like, neat. Even driving it, even driving it's way different than just a figure eight. Is that like because of the layout and like the stands and shit or? Yeah, just the set, just the uh, zones that you're having to hit and stuff like that. It's just um, also like the off camber stuff. Um, it's just, it's interesting. Mm. I guess I shouldn't judge a track before I visited it. Visited it. Exactly. You're, you're going to like it, I think. Uh, I was looking at the media spots and I'm like, cool, I get to be stuck in a box with another 40 fucking media people. Not that that's a bad thing. I really like all the media people. Yeah, but. it's not. It's not that bad. Okay, we'll see. I wish. I wish you guys could start like like fly through. Do you get to? I can't remember. Do you get to fly through the tunnel or like do you start on the other side of the tunnel? <clears throat> no, you yeah, you fly through the tunnel. All right, that's cool. All right, I'm cool yeah. with that then. Exactly. All right. Well. Yeah, I, I that one actually. I'm I'm thinking of of doing an Airbnb with a bunch of friends. I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I keep telling people I'm going to do it, and I've yet to actually wait, fucking book wait, it. Wait, wait, you have friends? Yeah, believe it or not, there are people that will hang. Yeah, like at least at least two that don't live with me or are I'm married Dang. to. Um, yeah, there are big. There are people in this world that choose to hang out with me and aren't just forced. Wow, I know it's weird, right? I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't even have to pay them. Yeah. It's great. 
I mean, I used to, but now they do it for free, so it's great. Wow. Why are you giving me money then? I, I, I am. I'm, I'm literally just giving you my time, which is worth, worth money. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah. I think I think I priced it for you in, in Atlanta. I was like, hey, if I charged you for this, this is how much it would cost. Yeah, but that was bull crap. You know, you're exaggerating. A little bit. Not a lot. It's probably worth it's probably worth it's probably worth like seventy-five dollars. Uh, yeah. Well seventy-five US dollars because of the exchange rate, that's worth several thousand Canadian. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyways, I am going to head to bed because I'm getting tired. It's almost midnight and I got to get up with the kids in the morning. So, yep, same here. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your night. I will chat with you tomorrow um, to figure out lodging. Um, for anybody listening, go check out Cash Racing Instagram. Hey, what is I should I should know your actual Instagram? Yeah, wait, isn't it what you always tell me? You like. Click like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, do that. I don't know. Yeah, Jonathan Cash sixteen on Instagram. Oh, uh, that's sad. I, I, had I had to double check. No, it's cool. I had to double check. It's cool. Um, if you guys want photos from the event, you can go to um, to Cash Racing uh, on. Actually, oh. there, there'll be a whole website that's that's set up now, so you can go see all the photos from it's the event there. Even- my website's not even cash racing. See, you set my website up, and it's not even that. <laughs> the li- I know the link is on your Instagram bio, so you can just get there from there. It still says jonathanhurstracing.com. All right, perfect. So you can go to jonathanhurstracing.com and see all the photos and the events. <laughs> um, anywhere else? YouTube, obviously. The YouTube video is coming out. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty excited for the Atlanta one. I got to see a rough copy today, so it looks good. We're good. Why don't you send it to me? Because it's not done yet. It's just the rough copy. Cool. Real cool. What? You want to see the rough copies? You you get so mad. If you saw it a rough copy of a video and it looks like you'd be like, this is garbage. Yeah, okay, fine. Don't show me. I'm not. I, I show them to you when they're done and then it's easier. <laughs> and you just like, okay, it's fine. I don't I, I actually at this point don't even believe that you that you actually read anything I send you. You just say it's fine and then just send it. Yeah. True. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hide. Even though I read it and I always find stuff. You don't tell me. How am I supposed? Yeah. How am I supposed to do better if you don't tell me? Uh well, yeah, maybe I don't tell you all the time. Though. You should. You should probably. You should probably start telling me if there's things wrong. I should probably know about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> like, gee, you just. You just got someone fired, sir. That was it. That was it for Kyle. Kyle. Kyle just almost got fired there. I know he listens to this. No, so. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh fuck. Anyways, all right. This is this is so us. For anybody wondering what our relationship is like, this is pretty much it. This is just us shitting on each other yeah. constantly. And don't ever forget Chick Fil A sauce again. I. <laughs> you seriously should be fired for it. <laughs> all right. I'm just gonna like buy a bottle to keep in the trailer. Is what I'm gonna do. Whatever you gotta do. Alright, I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bottle at home too. I bought a bottle and brought it back. I'll bring what? I'll bring that bottle with me. Because we don't have Chick-fil-A in Canada, so I have to I have to buy sauce oh. in the US and, and bring it home. Well, that's worth it. You better keep it. it I, yeah, desperate times, man. Alright, dude. Well, you enjoy the rest right. of your night. I will talk to you soon. And for anybody listening, thank you. Make sure to share this episode with a friend and listen for all the fun clips like cut out of Hearst and out of context. It looks like an (laughs) asshole.